Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. to the Friday Five. Very good to be back with you here for my weekly look into the world of well-being. And this week, I am making a special focus on help for COVID and some really, really interesting news and updates concerning vitamin D, ivermectin, antihistamines and more, all for both potentially preventing and treating COVID, as well as some very interesting new research on help for long COVID. Well, joining me here is a doctor at the forefront of much of this knowledge in the UK, Dr. Tina Pears, a respected consultant physician specialising in women's health with a particular interest in histamine and mast cell activation syndrome, which we've talked about here before and has a really important bearing on COVID. I do hope you are listening up. Pay attention because what she is about to say is very important and it affects us all. So, Tina, a warm welcome back. You are so welcome here. We've had the most fascinating conversations in the past, and I'm really, really looking forward to hearing what you have to say about all this. Thank you for having me again, Liz. It's a great pleasure no, to be here. Well, it's great, and it's great to be able to share really interesting and good news. So let's kick off, perhaps, with a little chat about vitamin D. This is something that we've talked about before. I've been all over Twitter promoting it, you know, saying even from the early days that it looks likely that high doses of vitamin D are protective. What's the latest news on vitamin D? Well, vitamin D we know is associated with lower rates of um, catching the coronavirus. So that's really positive. Um, and it also seems to reduce the severity of the cases. Uh, so that's hospitalization is for is less frequent if people are on high dose vitamin D and also in ICU and in, including death as well actually. So mm-hmm. um, so it's something that is is a very effective treatment it would seem and it's something that people can access very easily without a prescription uh, and therefore yeah. I would encourage everybody to be on a really good dose of vitamin D um, especially during the pandemic. Now, that's interesting. You use the word good dose. What is, in your opinion, a good dose? Well, I think it, I think four to five thousand units a day. Um, mm-hmm. And there, there is an excellent website that you and I were discussing, which is vitamin D for all dot org. And there's over 200 scientists who put this um, together and they talk about the effects of vitamin D and the levels um, and what's safe uh, and 
they certainly, uh, they also very interestingly at the end put what they recommend people should take and what they personally take. Um, and, um, and there's 220 signatories in total. And so many of them are actually taking 7,000, 10,000, 6,000, 5,000 units a day. Um, and they've considered that obviously to be a safe and effective dose. Oh, my goodness. That is so fascinating. I mean, I, I get asked lots of questions when I do my Instagram lives or on Facebook or, or wherever. And this question about dosage. Mm. And it is honestly vitamin D for all .org. Do please check it out after mm. this podcast. What's interesting is that these are professors. They are leading academics. They put their names and their research organizations, you know, they're in print and they say what they're taking. And you're right. When I read the list. It was just extraordinary that the number of medics saying, I take 5,000, I take 10,000 a day. And then when I read the little uh, preamble in on their homepage, something else that caught my eye was the fact that they said that when the dietary guidelines for recommended daily amounts were set, they got the decimal point in the wrong place. Yes. So they're actually low by a factor of 10. Yeah. Isn't that extraordinary? Yes, 10 times too low. And it's what's interesting is there have been sort of numerous calls um, to get that changed and letters and so on. And it's never been changed. Never. So, so uh, when, when we think in the UK, the guidelines might say we recommend you take a thousand international units a day for an adult. Yeah. Actually, what it should be saying based on that is we recommend you take 10,000 a day. Yes. And these scientists, they've, they've made some recommendations and they've said there should be a daily intake of 4,000 units a day, which is 100 micrograms daily um, uh, in the absence of testing. So if you don't know what your vitamin D level is, take at least 4,000 units a day to be safe. Um, right. And they, you know, often when when I do my menopause work and we check uh, our ladies vitamin d levels 98 percent of them have deficiency you know they have too low and these are people who walk their dogs go outside you know and they're all yeah. very surprised um that they are vitamin d deficient so i just don't think we get quite enough sunshine in the north in the northern hemisphere and we also mm. put you know put lovely um moisturizers on that have spf in them because we don't want wrinkles and we don't want skin cancer uh, so we're actually blocking out the vitamin D. Yes. What about children? We talk about dosage here. Presumably that's an adult dose. What would you say for anybody with children I, wanting to give their children a supplement? I would say, I mean, I'm not a paediatrician um, and I would want to double check this, but I would think probably a thousand units a day for a child would be probably enough. Um, mm. But uh, again, we would have to check that because I'm not a paediatrician. So yeah, I, I can check yeah. that and get back to you on that one. Well, really, really interesting. And honestly, you know, for any any vitamin D sceptics out there, if there are any left after all the, the news about it, really important. Go and have a look at vitamindforall.org. Now, another thing that we've touched on in the past is this word ivermectin. And we've talked about this as being a very safe, very long established antiviral, which has been shown to have extraordinary results in being COVID protective. What is the latest on that? Because I know this is something that you have long championed and, and are really so keen to, to get the word out. Yes. So um, ivermectin is a an antiviral, antiparasitic 
um, drug that has been around for 40 years and it was first developed in the late 70s, um, started to be used in humans in the 80s and it has an incredible track record for safety um, and it's recognised by the WHO as having uh, being an incredibly safe drug. It, um, it's been used by, um, I think there's been something like 3.6 billion doses given of ivermectin. Billion, billion doses? Yes, billion. <laughs> billion. Okay. So it has, uh, you know, we, we know how to use it. We know it's safe um, and it's incredibly effective. It actually has helped to eradicate two tropical, virtually eradicate two tropical diseases. So uh, river blindness, which um, many communities in the tropics were completely blighted by this um, awful, awful disease that would cause blindness in, in a large proportion of their population. Um, and uh, and also um, elephantiasis, so uh, filariasis, and um, and it also can be, is is treated is a, a treatment for scabies, and it's used um, it's used globally for as an antiparasitic. So and of course a lot of the low income uh, and middle income countries are the ones who have these kind of diseases. So they have a lot of experience at using ivermectin very successfully. And um, in the spring, uh, we started to see studies emerging from these countries about their use of ivermectin. And um, it was very striking that all of the studies were showing the same kind of results. And that was that it could be used prophylactically to prevent people catching the disease and reduced um, transmission by about 87%. And also wow. that it could be used in um, coronavirus virus positive patients, patients who test positive, um, and reduce the, um, the death rate by up to 75%. And this is really very uh, striking um, and compelling data. And so we, it, what then happened was, I started to notice the ivermectin story emerging in November. And on the 5th of December, um, Dr. Pierre Corey from the FLCCC Alliance in America did a presentation to the Senate um, asking that the doctors in America could use ivermectin uh, in their acute cases because the, 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 the studies were so, you know, so showing such a good result. And, um, and he, he and his alliance with Dr. Paul Marek, um, they had been looking at the studies that were emerging during the pandemic from the beginning of the year last year. And, uh, and they were seeing if there were some common themes coming through and they kept seeing that actually ivermectin was a very big positive. And so they did a meta-analysis um, of all the studies and they said, look, this is really uh, very effective and something very safe and we should be using it. Um, they, um, the NIH in America is like our MHRA and they had been sitting on the fence about ivermectin since August, um, but they changed their statement in on the 15th of January um, after Dr. Corey's plea and uh, said that it could be used. And so now it is starting to be used in America and there are several American hospitals who use it in their protocol for treating uh, their acute COVID patients. Lots of other parts of the world are using it, as I say, mostly um, places like South America, in India, um, etc., with, with a great result. And um, 
Dr. Tess Lowry, who is a South African lady who lives in Bath and runs um, a, an evidence-based uh, medicine consultancy, she became aware of ivermectin um, just after Christmas on Boxing Day. And her, her career is looking at data and number crunching studies um, and, dis and doing presentations um, to the WHO and the NHS um, to inform their guidelines uh, using evidence-based you know data and um, so she she was very excited when she saw this and she just spent the whole of her Christmas between Christmas and New Year and into the New Year just number crunching and going through all the uh, randomized controlled trials that uh, were on ivermectin at that time and there were 21 stu studies that stood up to the rigorous sort of checks of um, the quality quality checks that we put these things through and she wrote a meta-analysis and she then tried to reach out to various uh, people in authority and didn't get much of a response. So we organised um, a, a, a meeting called the BIRD meeting, which stands for the British Ivermectin uh, Recommendation um, Development Meeting. And this was held on the 20th of February. And we invited doctors, 72 doctors and clinicians and stakeholders attended the meeting. It was three hours long. And um, there were 16 or 17 different countries represented at the meeting. So it was truly international. And, um, and Tess presented the um, data using a the WHO guidelines uh, and the sort of the right format. It was done very tra trans with complete transparency. It was live streamed. People can watch it on the internet. It's on YouTube and it's on Dr. Tess Lowry's website um, if anyone's interested in looking at it. And then at the end of the presentations of all the data and the information, we then voted and there was a consensus taken um, of, um, of what we should do with this information and knowledge. And the consensus was that ivermectin should be used to prevent uh, people catching coronavirus and also it should be used in uh, for the treatment of acute coronavirus. And our last recommendation was that we needed to do some studies to look at long COVID and see um, what we could if what effect it could have in those patients because there are some there's one series of 33 patients who were treated with ivermectin who had long covid and 32 of them improved so we felt we needed to look at that as well so we came out with these recommendations and now we want to spread the word um, to everyone the population and those in authority that uh, we feel it should be um, taken up and used so that's that's a sort of ivermectin story and certainly in lots of countries the um it's not just about our you know re uh, randomized controlled trials uh, it's also about observational studies and looking at what's actually happening in the in you know the real world and there's so much evidence um for example in in Uttar Pradesh which is a massive uh, region in India um there are 234 million people living there and on the 9th of February, um, they had zero deaths from coronavirus. And on that day, there were 334 yes. million people yes. and no deaths. Yes, no deaths from coronavirus. And on that day, there were 3,000 deaths in the USA on the same day. And what had happened in Uttar Pradesh was that in early August 2020, they started giving ivermectin and doxycycline and zinc uh, from kiosks 
out to the population and, and anyone who tested positive was given that combination as well. So they were giving it prophylactically and for treatment and they brought the deaths right down um, to zero on the 9th of February. Slovakia, Honduras, Bolivia, Panama, Bulgaria, and the Czech Republic and Zimbabwe, have all got it in their protocols. And more and more countries are starting to adopt um, ivermectin as a treatment um, in the light this, of all this information, yeah. This is so fascinating. And when I was looking into ivermectin, you know, one of the things that struck me is that it was developed by Merck, so the, the big pharmaceutical giant, and they considered it so important for the world that they basically donated it to the world because they knew it was so important and, and so safe. And in 2015, it won the Nobel Prize for medicine. Absolutely. So in this, this is not this is not some fly by night no. possible, you know, no. woo woo, let's take a few nutrients and see what happens. No. This is a world class drug, as you say, used by three point six billion people. Yeah. It's been given to children. It's been shown to be extremely safe yeah. and unbelievably effective. And of course, very cheap. Yes. Is it just a couple of pence per, per dose? Yes, absolutely. And yes, and, and it was very noble and fantastic of Merck to uh, give it, gift it to the world in 1996 because they recognised how significant a drug it was and how important it was for global health. Um, and, you know, and then in 2015, yes, getting the Nobel Prize for Medicine was was great recognition of that. So an amazing discovery. It was discovered from one soil sample um, in um, one soil sample in uh, in a golf course in in Japan, and it's never been isolated no. from anywhere else, which is quite quite extraordinary that they should manage to isolate it in just one place and happen to take that sample wow. from there. You know, which is marvelous. So, you know, maybe ivermectin is now going to have another global impact. Um, it certainly has the the ability to do it. Uh, and um, so, yeah, I think it's very exciting. You know, the, the vaccine is marvellous and people should, I would really encourage people to get vaccinated, but it's going to take a long time to vaccinate everybody. Um, it's also the vaccine, unfortunately, isn't 100% effective. It's about 90% effective. So there's still 10% who aren't going to get immunity from it. And then mm. we've got, it's a, this is a global pandemic. You know, we need every, to, to get back to normal for our, industries to get back to normal for our um, for travel, for international travel and business, for our hospitality and um, and uh, tourism industry, especially, which we rely on so much uh, for, for that to get back to normal, we, we, we need the rest of the world to be immunized. Um, and that's yes. going to take ages, you know, in some of the middle and lower income countries, they haven't even started their vaccination programs. So mm. it's going to take years and um, and then there'll be different variants coming through, uh, which we'll always be playing catch up with. So whilst vaccination is fantastic, I see ivermectin as a way of of getting us out of the um, economic doldrum, you know, sort of slump that mm. we're in, because we can all get on. We could potentially get on with our lives and get on. Children could go to school very safely. The teachers could take it. Healthcare professionals yeah. could take it. The nurses could take it. The care homes could take it. Um, uh, so prophylactically, they're safer. And, and mm. when as soon as somebody tests positive for coronavirus, they could then be given it and that would reduce their chances of having to be hospitalized um, and the yeah. death rate by up to 75%. Yes, really extraordinary. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Is it available in the UK now? Can, can we take it? Can we be prescribed it? There are one or two pharmacies who've got it. Um, and so in theory, yes. Um, and doctors are allowed to prescribe medication that they feel is in the patient's best interests and uh, certainly this you know if it can, this can save a life especially when it's such a safe drug and there's so much information mm. about it we've actually as a group we're applying to the MHRA for one of these um, you know emergency um, authorizations uh, so that you know emergency use authorizations which they the MHRA did give to the vaccine and we'd like them to give it to ivermectin so that we can quickly get it there's also an, another a Dr Andrew Hill who is a virologist who works at Liverpool um, University he um, is advises the WHO and he has been watching the ivermectin story un, unfurl and he said that um, he said that he reckons we should buy it at risk. Now, we bought the vaccination, the vaccine at risk. We didn't even know it worked, but the government ordered millions of doses, um, just hoping that it would work. And that was the right thing to do so that they had it on order. And that was the right thing to do. Um, but we need to now order ivermectin at risk. Um, but it's not very at risk because we know it works. <laughs> Yes. And, you know, so there's not much at risk about it, really, but um, we need to get it in because yes. if, if we are going to uh, use it, which we certainly could and we could use it very quickly and very safely. This is something people take for themselves. They don't need it doesn't need to be administered. You don't need to have a big you know, team of people um, giving it out to people. You've got all these pharmacists who could do that uh, and we mm. could then get back to 
back to normal much more quickly yeah which would yeah and and save lives and save yeah. you know potentially the ill effects yeah. of having covid and long covid and all that that goes with it is it something that you would take then i'm taking it actually <laughs> excellent are you yes i am I, i'm okay. taking it so um i had a friend who was holidaying in france from switzerland at christmas and when i was very interested in in ivermectin you know november early december and i heard pierre cory talking and i thought right i'm going to see if i can get hold of some and um i thought he was in switzerland and they could buy it over the counter there but he said oh no i'm in france we can't get it in switzerland but i'll go and ask the pharmacy here and we were able to get some and he sent it over to me and i sp- i particularly wanted it because my youngest daughter Jessie is a student nurse and she's working long hours she's working so hard looking after COVID positive patients and she's all PPP'd up but a lot of her patients uh, are with have dementia and they're wandering around the wards they don't understand anything about hand hygiene about covering their mouths when they cough they're touching everything they're coughing everywhere at her you know Um, and so I just thought we really need to get her on it so she's taking it prophylactically and so am I um, and uh, absolutely fine so you just take uh, one dose um, on day one one on day three and then every two weeks and the um, there's another excellent website people should look at and that's the FLCCC Alliance which is Dr Pierre Corey and Dr Marek's um, Marek's a website and there's so much information on there about ivermectin there's also a protocol they've put this math plus protocol together for prophylaxis and treatment of acute cases um, mm. and uh, they've put on videos of, um, uh, of inf- loads of information uh, coming from all over the world of success stories um, and it's just a super superb uh, website they've done such a good job we really are indebted to people like them for putting so much effort um, and caring so much about the global health really uh, making such yes. a, a, a big impact. Well you know talking about putting things online and, and being helpful on your website drtinapiers.com you've also put up what I think is a very helpful protocol using different nutrients and it's certainly something that I've directed friends to you know who've had COVID or been concerned about long COVID would you like just to run through the top line of the kind of things that you recommend for your patients? Yeah so um, it's very interestingly UCL did a study so I've been treating my long COVID patients for mast cell activation and so I've been giving them the same treatment that I've given my patients with mast cell activation and um, I've treated now about 50 patients and um, the so I've been giving them the same treatment and I've also recommended that people who catch um, coronavirus should use the same treatment Um, and when they have used that they found that they've started their symptoms have resolved very quickly Um, they started to sort of get better within 24 to 36 hours even when they were very severely ill with a terrible cough and in bed you know so on high fevers and etc so the the treatment is um oh sorry ucl long covid clinic have done a study and they have shown that um it is muscle activation long covid is muscle activation syndrome so i feel very happy about that because that was you know how i've been treating them and that was my theory but it's not a theory anymore it's been proven that paper hasn't yet been published but i will put it on my website as soon as it is um and so what i uh, recommend is that people should go on a low histamine diet uh, which isn't easy but it is effective and helpful and then that they should um, take vitamin d 4000 5000 units a day vitamin c 
um, because that's an antihistamine. Vitamin C is water soluble and it's metabolized away very quickly. So you have to either take a, a slow release vitamin C um, or if you haven't got that, take it three times a day. Uh, and then I also recommend zinc and um, selenium and magnesium and niacin vitamin uh, B3. I like the no flush because I don't like the flush at all. And mm. but some people feel the flush is okay, but I don't like it. Um, and then to take antihistamines. Now, everyone can buy antihistamines over the counter. They are very safe. And um, the doses will say loratadine or cetirizine 10 milligrams daily. But actually, I would recommend you take it twice a day or three times a day. It's quite safe to do that. Um, mm. And if you can get hold of a type 2 antihistamine uh, from your doctor, then that as well. Uh, such as nizatidine, 150 milligrams twice a day. And if certainly if somebody is very unwell, I would also give them a mast cell stabilizer. But these are prescription mm -hmm. drugs, so they do need to see their doctor. If anyone is on any medication and has a comorbidity and another illness, really important for them just to, to contact their GP and just check with them that it's OK for them to take the antihistamine with the medication they're on. Um, but that should be a, a quick call um, and then they can crack on. You know, we can yeah. buy these medicines because they are so safe. Uh, and certainly yeah. all the patients who I've recommended that to have started to feel better very, very, you know, relatively quickly. OK, so here's here's a question for you. Uh, this is something that I haven't actually shared uh, before publicly, but this time last year, so sort of middle to end of March, um, my now ex-husband, who I was living with at the time, and my children uh, all had COVID. Um, and, you know, certainly my ex tested positive, you know, had classic symptoms, um, was you know, unwell for about 10 days, maybe a week to 10 days, I guess, and, you know, made, made a full recovery, which was great. We you know we were living in close proximity. It was the beginning of lockdown. We were all locked down together. Um, I was waiting <laughs> to develop it. I didn't. And I thought, well, maybe I'm asymptomatic. I don't know. I since have a, had a COVID test. It was negative. Um, and when I was thinking about this and looking at your research into antihistamines, I was looking out of the window and I saw the catkins on the trees around me. And it suddenly struck me that this time last year, I was taking high strength antihistamines because I'm very susceptible to early tree pollen. It triggers really bad hay fever for me. So I do take double dose, normal loratadine, um, you know, from sort of early mid-March onwards yeah. to prevent and, and to help my hay fever symptoms. So here's a question for you. Is there a link? Could there be a link? The reason why I didn't get COVID could that be linked to the fact that I was taking antihistamines? Quite possibly, quite possibly. I mean, without doing a study on it and having more people uh, try that, mm -hmm. we don't know. But um, it's very interesting, isn't it, that you were in such close quarters with people. Mm -hmm. You had it and they all got it and you're the only one yeah. who didn't. Um, so you know, it, may be, yeah, it may be <laughs> that you did catch it, but you didn't get any symptoms because you were on the antihistamine. And, you know, some, sometimes the tests are positive, sometimes they're negative, sometimes they go from positive to yes. negative. You know, they're, they're not very uh, easy to interpret. But yes. um, certainly I've had about um, at least 10 patients who've had acute coronavirus and been really quite sick with it, who I've said, please start this straight away. And all of them have got back to me and said, you know what, I started to get better 
within the 24 hours of starting the antihistamines and cutting out the coffee and the tea and just mm. you know I could feel myself getting better yeah. Um, so here's, here's, here's another question for you uh, while I've got you. Uh, a friend of mine uh, yesterday had the um, vaccination and has had a very bad reaction to it. Would taking an antihistamine be helpful? Well, it certainly wouldn't do any harm. And I am mm. recommending to patients, to my patients who are long COVID patients and have MCAS, that they should take antihistamines certainly the day of the vaccination and for a few days afterwards to try and minimise any potential um, you know, side effects. I don't know, we haven't done a study, but it's safe to take for hay fever. So why not take it when you're going to have your vaccination and see, let's see if it reduces um, people's, you know, or it might, might lessen the symptoms because there are quite a few people have got, had side effects, haven't they? Um, mm. And feel quite ill for a few days afterwards. I, I've had my vaccination actually, and I took, um, I took fexofenadine 180 milligrams three times a day on the day of the vaccination and for a few days after and I didn't even have a sore arm nothing nothing so nothing like testing on yourself is there Tina you have to (laughs) you know practice what you preach don't you yeah absolutely my goodness so much to take in I'm, I'm so grateful for the time that you have spent to uh, go through so many helpful things there. I will put up all the links in just a moment and repeat them for people who want to make a note of websites. But so fascinating, you know, vitamin D, ivermectin, antihistamines, the link with histamines, the link with mast cell activation syndrome and long COVID. Look forward to that study being published by UCL. Um, look forward to seeing it on your website. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's talk again, shall we? There, there, there seems to be so much movement, hopefully, in this space. And hopefully the report that the Bird Group have put out will start to get some traction now and you'll get some positive news fed back to you from the MHRA. I hope so. Thank you so much, Liz, for, for you know inviting me to talk about it, because this is such an important topic um, and uh, for, for so many reasons. It truly is. Tina, thank you. My pleasure. Well, there you have it. I told you it is an important listen. And if you have found this interesting, do please widely share amongst family and friends. And if you would like those websites again to investigate further, the one for vitamin D is vitamindforall.org. Vitamindforall.org. And wasn't that just so fascinating that when they were assessing the daily recommendations for our amounts, they got the decimal point in the wrong place and never revised it. So we should all perhaps be taking 10 times more than we thought. Well, do please head to that website for more info on this. Also, the website with the evidence-based ivermectin meta-analysis with links to a very useful PDF download and also a link to that video of their three-hour-long international webinar is e-mbc co.uk. That stands for evidence-based medical consultancy.co.uk. So that's e-mbc.co.uk, evidence-based medical consultancy. And the briefing paper has been produced by BIRD. I love all these initials, BIRD, which stands for the British Ivermectin Recommendation Development 
Bird. And again, you can download and print off their briefing paper. And let's see how the MHRA responds to their request for the emergency use of ivermectin. Bearing in mind, of course, that it will take several weeks for the UK to get its supplies in and that these should be at a cost of just a few pence per dose, unlike so many of the other more experimental treatments, which are just so expensive for the NHS to purchase. And well, wasn't that so interesting that the pharmaceutical giant Merck considered ivermectin to be so valuable that they gave it to the world and it then went on to win the Nobel Prize for medicine. So let's hope they're not too focused now on developing newer, more highly priced medicines and vaccines that they overlook their original brilliant creation for whatever reason, surely profit and share price not being amongst them. Well, if you want to find out more from the FLCCC Alliance of American Doctors, this stands for Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance. That's FLCCC Alliance. You can head to covid19criticalcare.com. That's covid19criticalcare.com. Now, just time for a very few reviews and a quick thank you. Uh, clicking onto iTunes here, the most recent review here from We Gaga. Love these profile names. Uh, who writes on the 25th of Feb? Always a brilliant listen and so much positive information. Well, we gaga. I certainly hope you think so with today's episode. And thank you, as always, for many, many five-star review ratings. So much appreciated. If you are able to click the little five-star rating button on your podcast app after listening to this, my small but mighty team of well-being warriors and I would be ever so grateful. Thank you very much. As always, you can leave me comments on my social media channels, which include Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube, or of course in iTunes specifically for podcast listeners. That is it from me, wishing you a very happy, healthy weekend and a great week ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go well. Bye bye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.